Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? How y'all doing? Woo! <laughs> What's happening? Had to change it up for these peeps a little bit. Can I got my, Hey, my name is Hank Meadows. I'm the pastor of Marion Baptist Church. A little bit excited here for tonight's episode. I got with me my home slice. Hey, everybody. Home skillet, homie. <laughs> Miss Mona. Hey. And we got over there ripping sound over there is producer DJ Dan. <laughs> Please don't say it. <laughs> but hey, how's it going? <laughs> it he did sound kind of bad. Good to be here. <laughs> well, how are we doing, y'all? We're good. Hey, just coming off the weekend. Coming off the weekend. Whoa. It was really, really good. And if, if you, you missed weren't, it, yep, you missed to it. to be you. <laughs> <laughs> Blessing them right out of the gate. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Hey, uh, we were hoping to have Lisa Miners here, but she had a prior engagement that she yep. had to take off. Somewhere, so hey, Lisa, sad, <laughs> but so glad that you were here this weekend. Right. So anyway, thank you, Lisa, for being here for ministering to our women. I say that as pastor in all seriousness of Mary Baptist Church. Um, thank you for being here and ministering to our ladies on your God's Day Spa. Yes. <laughs> I want to keep saying Spa Day. What you need to have is a Spa Day, but y'all had two of them. Anyway, hey, let me just tell you straight up. I know people like you're focused on this thing because this is blew my mind about this weekend. You know, the outside of Jesus being exalted, that goes without saying. You know what the most incredulous thing of the whole weekend was? No, what? You ladies on Saturday morning drunk 72 cups of coffee. <laughs> That's right, Dan. 72. We know how to drink our coffee. Dude, I, re- I mean, I thought men were around here, man. Men would drink. I, I would have never thought ladies would have drank that much. Because, I mean, it was like every time I turned around, somebody was saying, you need, you need to, to make coffee, more coffee. coffee. I made 50 cups, Dan, to begin with. <laughs> I was only going to make 30. Then I was like, you know what? I'll make 40. I got to get in the water. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to up it to 50. I'd rather have too much than not enough. And then at about 930, my man Tyler, I had just come back from running an errand. And Tyler says, I was thinking of, oh, my goodness, great tie in here. I was thinking of um, John chapter 2. With the wedding at Cana, they're out of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Except I'm not Jesus, okay? And we made that statement, and Tyler's not a woman. So outside of that, it was really similar. But it was, it was like, he said, Hank, they're out of coffee. And I went like, what do you want me to do about it? Make more. Okay. So then I make more, and then I get a text. We're out of coffee again. <laughs> All I can picture is you looking at him and being like, now is not my time, woman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, but it was so well played. It was, it was oh. like, dude, they're out of coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, my first reaction was, what? <laughs> I made 50 cups. But anyway, so well, but that that's, was amazing. That's just over a cup per lady. So that's not very much. Okay. <laughs> that would be why. Really? We had a lot of ladies. How many here. women did not drink coffee? Well, I don't know, but we had a lot of women here. Well, you did. We did. We had a great well, turnout. It was really good. I, I was 
having to make a lot of coffee. Yes. Just call me the coffee man. <laughs> I put it on my notes to make sure we make more coffee. Yeah, make more. Hey, by the way, but hey, here's a good thing. I made it strong, <laughs> brother. <laughs> And then women were like, Apparently yeah. they liked it. <laughs> One lady even said, who made the coffee? This is Friday night. I'm not calling her name, Pam Doss. Anyway, said, who's making the coffee? And I said, I made it. She went, well, that means it's going to be good. <laughs> well, then that means. We I not drink hot around tea here, yeah. around this joint. We drank coffee. <laughs> Turn your Bibles of Matthew chapter five. Oh, my lanta. So it was a good weekend. It was. Um, then yesterday, my Atlanta baptized four people. Yes. All good yep, gravy. Yep. That was, was so awesome. One was, was an entire family, yes. basically, yep. of of mom, dad, and um, daughter. And then the only reason to baptize our two because they're two and one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're a little too young. And then we had a, a young lady also at our 11 o'clock service. And um, as I said, there's more to come. There's more to come. So, man, God's doing the work. Yep. We can say how bad COVID was, but I think it opened people's eyes yes. um, to the truth of the gospel. At least that's my prayer yep. coming out of it. So, hey, Matthew chapter 5, we're starting at verse 43. I'm going to ask Miss Mona um, if she would read um, 43 to 48 and then yep. open us up in prayer. <laughs> and then right. let's dive in. All right. Matthew five forty-three. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, must be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect. And Lord, we just ask that as we um, sit behind these mics tonight and as we talk on this podcast, that we would um, put forth your truth as you have given it into your word. And um, it's not our opinions and it's not our um, words, but it is your word that we desire to speak forth. And so um, speak through us and, and I pray that the listeners would have ears to hear. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hey, so love your enemies. What a foreign thought. Yep. Especially these days. Yeah, man, it seems like we <laughs> want to just, basically, we've gone to crucify your enemies. Right. If anybody disagrees with you, let's take them out or something right, like that. Right, right. So this is a very well-timed word. Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I think it's so. A, it's a yeah. good word for the day. It's a good word. So here's what I want to say. As you look at this, Jesus is speaking once again, and he says, you've heard that it was said. Now, I want you to hear the words. Would you please turn to Leviticus chapter 19 mm-hmm. and look at verse 18, okay? Mm-hmm. And so when I read this verse, because that's really where they're reaching back to quote. Right. Okay? I want you to, when I read my verse, you read your verse. Okay. Okay, you got it? Leviticus nineteen eighteen. Sure. Is that really the verse? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you yep. sure? Okay, yep. good. So it is. I mean, she <laughs> kept looking at it like, what? What is he saying? Well, when I first read Anyway. Here's what the Bible says, Jesus speaking. You have heard that it, is, it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Okay, let's let Scripture <laughs> interpret Scripture here <laughs> to show you a little bit of what we like to call a falsehood. Right. So Leviticus 19.18 says, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Wow. For all the Pharisees were good at, 
the best thing they were good at is twisting scripture Distor- to make it right, distorting, right? Yeah, they distort. I mean, they all right. If you did not hear it, there, there's a little um, subtraction, <laughs> yeah, and there's a little addition, right? What did they subtract? Did you catch it when you're reading it? The as yourself, right? Yeah, why would they say leave that part out? Because they loved some them, some them. They <laughs> did love, yes, and nobody else could be as fabulous as they were. No. So that, I mean, literally, right, that's right. what it was. They loved them, some them. <clears throat> right. And so in loving, they're like, there's no possible way. I mean, look at all the times. Think about it. They got mad when, when um, Matthew, they, you know, they Jesus calls Matthew, come follow me, and then they go have a dinner at his house, and they're sitting outside going, he's eating with sinners. Mm-hmm. And then when Zacchaeus, you know, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. <laughs> He climbed up in that sycamore tree to see what he could see. Um, he goes for the Lord. He wanted to. See. Thank you, Mona. I almost spoke. <laughs> okay, so I put it. Hank met his twist I on didn't it. Okay, know there I'm, were a Pharisee. Differences. I'm a Pharisee. That's all I was I'm like, asking. Um, in Buffalo, we sang it this way. <laughs> I'm a northerner. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Well, you're really sing it wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, but but that's neither okay, here nor yeah, there. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> They got mad with him. Yes. And he's like, if I've done anything wrong, I'll restore it fourfold. Right. First off, let me say, the dude must have been rich. Right. <laughs> I'm going to start giving back fourfold. Right. Fourfold is a lot. a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to four times that circle. So they would struggle loving some. They, stru- they took it out the neighbor part. Mm-hmm. These yep. are dudes they got along with. Right. That they were not willing to say, I'm going to love my neighbor as myself because I love me some me. Right. That's what they were saying. Right. And so there is no possible way, if I was a Pharisee and, and Dan was my neighbor, that what I'm saying is there's no possible way that I'm loving Dan like I love myself. Right. He's not a Pharisee. He's not as good as I am. He's not as righteous as I am. He's not as well thought as I am. He's not as prominent as I am. He's not godly. Like I am. I wash my hands before every meal. <laughs> so they loved in some of them. Yep. Thoughts. <clears throat> Crickets. <laughs> I, was, I, was waiting I for didn't a know moment. what else to add to that. Um, well, the only thing that, that, sta- that really jumped out at me with that is you can be... <sighs> It's going back to the idea of doing all the right things just just because that's what good people do in working toward your salvation, that kind of thing, which is always a mistake. But it's this idea of it doesn't take love to follow rules. You know, love requires that you put someone at least at the same level as yourself, if not above yourself. Following rules doesn't require any of that. The the Pharisees are a perfect picture of that. They followed rules. They were they were perfectly, you know, like we always say, they'd be great neighbors. They but followed they rules, love. but they didn't. Right. right. They followed their version of rules. Yeah, right. they, they're, they're that person that will twist it to make it yeah. be what they wanted to say. And literally throughout, I mean, that's what Jesus said. You, you've heard it said. This is what these, he's going, this is what these guys are teaching now. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not teaching what Leviticus 19, right. 18 says. Right. Right. Which, so uh, my thought is, you know, we have that today. I mean, we, today we have people who are taking what they want out of scripture and maybe they're leaving the last couple words out of what is, of, you know, whatever it is that they're teaching, but it fits their agenda and it fits, fits, yes, fits their, what, 
what they want to say, what they want to push forward. And so then, so it's okay. And Mona, how would we ever know that they were doing that? <laughs> I think you have to be in the word. If only there was a way. <laughs> if only there was a way of studying the word. That's the reason it says um, rightly dividing the word. Yep. Yes, yep. yes. That's why Paul, right, and Timothy says, yep. you know, be rightly dividing the understanding it and rightly dividing it that means you understand what it says when where it says it and how it says it and what and here it is the context that is being said right. in. Oh, so yeah. many people today they'll mm. go and these are people that just have just enough bible in them to be dangerous that are will pick out a a single verse and try to build an entire theology right. based on one verse that's completely taken out of context they do eisegesis big word which means they bring their interpretation to the Bible. They know what they want the Bible to say, so they find the verse to fit what they say, although it may have nothing to do with what they're talking about. Right. They do not do exegesis, right. which lets the Word speak for itself, which is Scripture, interpreting Scripture, which is also letting it, letting, just letting God's Word speak, and you, you're comparing it, and you're doing all that. And so it's not, I don't need to hear what somebody else wants. I want to hear what the Spirit says yes. to the church. I know I rambled there for a minute. Text. Without context is pretext. Yes. And you cannot hear me. It, guys, we've been going at this a, a, a long time now, but I want to make sure you understand this. Don't take a text and not get the context of it and try to use that. To, you have to have context to define it. Right. You can make the Bible say whatever you want. Right, right. If you just go at it with that way. Right. So we cannot do it. So that was a subtraction. Right. Anything else about that? No. Then they have an addition. Yes. What was the addition part? The addition is, and hate your enemy. Yeah. And, and you know, it's so funny because as I was reading it this morning and thinking about what we were going to talk about and stuff, and I read that and I was like, what? I mean, you read it all the time. I've read it so many times. And, and I've known what it says, but... But just being focused on it this morning and reading that, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Well, I am positive that that's not in the Bible. Yeah. What's in the Bible, <laughs> God says, do not hate. Right, right. And so, so just to read that he is telling them that this is what you have heard, but it's not in the scripture. So then you have to stop and say, well, then how were they hearing how it? How did they get it? And right. And it was, it was through the, the rabbinical schools. Yes, right. And it was through these guys going, you know what? They're lower than we are. And so they are made, they were taking, and then I was thinking as you read it and sort of listening to it out loud, they were taking what God said was his, his deal. Vengeance belongs to the Lord mm -hmm. is a really Meadows translation mm -hmm. that first part. And making it their own issue. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be the ones who decide. Right. Who and what and how God. And so they're like, well, you got to hate, you can hate your, why would you ever hate your enemies? Right. If you hate your enemies, who's ever coming to Jesus? Right. <laughs> Good point. But I think about, let me just say this. You go always to the book of Revelation and it says, do not add or take away from this mm. book. Every time you do either, you get stuck. You get in trouble. Yep. Okay, you get stuck. <laughs> you get in trouble. I could take you all the way back to Genesis chapter 3. Mm -hmm. And where Eve got in trouble. Right. Was she added yes. to the scripture. Right. Now, now listen, God told him, because we're going to go all the way back there. God told, and some of us say, here's what we'll do. And man, 
I'm going to tell you, the enemy has not lost anything. He, that dude don't miss a trick, okay? <laughs> he's, he's smart and cunning. You know, the Bible says he was more cunning than any, any other animal in the field. The serpent was. But listen, so we would read it when he says, you know, the first question of the Bible, I, I find just right straight at, at the enemy. First question of the Bible is, did God actually say? It's an attack on the very word of God. Right. The yes. first question of the Bible, right. people, right. is an frontal attack mm-hmm. on the word of God. Has God indeed said? And throughout history and throughout mankind, which I believe to be about six to 7,000 years old, yeah, I believe in a young earth theory, deal with it. <laughs> anyway, is the enemy going at the word of God? Why? Because it's the word that gives life. Yes. It's the word that has truth. It's the word that created everything. If you go to John chapter one, verse one, go back to the Goose of Grace a few episodes ago, they talked about that. It's the word that is what God desired for us and expects out of us and everything. It's the word that is Jesus and is the truth. So he says, as God indeed said, and the woman says, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but God says you shall not eat of the fruit of the trees in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it. God did not say that. Dramatic pause for effect. <laughs> and she answered it. God never said that. Right. God says in verse 16, you may surely eat of the tree of, the, of every tree of the garden, but a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat it for the day you eat it, you shall surely die. He ne- they could have played softball with yeah, it. Right. They could have played, uh, you know, pass the pigs with it. Right. They could have played football with it. God never wants it. Now, would it have been ridiculous to touch it? Because temptation, I mean, you're going to play right, with the right. snake. It's going to bite you. Right. So you're like, that's the reason people, I don't know where it's coming from, but folk that handle snakes, you think you're not going to get bit? <laughs> Are you crazy? Let them suckers go. That's like people that have spiders. Let them spiders go. There's a thing out there, y'all, that it, it's sort of like a spa thing. Go back to the spa thought. That's what they go do and let spiders crawl over, no over them. No. I have one question for y'all. Are y'all no. lost your mind? <laughs> what is wrong with you? What planet are you from? That's crazy. But anyway, back to this. <laughs> we digress a little bit. Digress just a little bit because I, I, I do not like spiders. Uh, nor I do, am I a snake handler. Nor do we handle snakes at, at the church. <laughs> um, so they had, in their rabbinical schools, they had taken it upon themselves to think, okay, stop for a minute. In the middle of my quest statement, I had thought, <laughs> why do people want to add to or take away from God's word. Why? That's what the that's what the Pharisees did basically. Right. Because they want it to fit what they for themselves. What was their what their agenda is, what they want to live up to, how they want to live. Um because if they if they don't do that, then they have to live up to what it says and they don't want to do that. But here's my question. Why would you not want to live up to what it says? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think it goes back to to the problem you alluded to earlier with with the idea that it was okay to hate your enemy, which is they're putting themselves in God's position. Oh, yeah. right. And so they're doing the same thing when they're adding or subtracting to the Bible. They're saying, this is God's word, but now I'm making it mine to fit my agenda, my wants, my desires, whatever. But if you're a believer, aren't your agendas and your narratives and your wants supposed to be equal to what God wants? Supposed to be, yes. Somebody wrote a great blog post about that today. <laughs> was that what your blog post was about? I don't know. Was it? It well about about <laughs> praying for God's praying, will, yes. even even right. on those times where it doesn't necessarily line up with yours. Right. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I want to make this statement. Being a Christian, it's hard to follow. Great. I mean, it is hard to follow Christ in every aspect, but you're called to do it nonetheless. Yes, yes. It's impossible. That's why we need the Holy Spirit living through us. Guys, it is so much better to follow Jesus to than to that. not follow Jesus. Right. Absolutely. Right. So it's not easy and it is hard. But um, but when we do it, it's like I, I told the ladies at the at the conference who gave up a Friday night, who gave up a Saturday morning. And some of them, that's their work time. They gave up the Saturday morning when they're working. And but I told them God would honor that because God would see the sacrifice that they made so that they could come and hear from him. And so God will honor that. So yes, it's hard. And yes, we have to put the effort into it and we have to sacrifice our own self. Um, But God honors that. And God gives to us what we need when we do that. And he always honors that. Right. So he says all that. They've added to, they subtract it. Then he goes, but I say here, we're not going to chase this rabbit. We've already dealt with it. But I say. (laughs) But I, right. The authority. Right. And by the way, just this is an aside. Whenever you're talking to somebody about Jesus, here's what I encourage you to say. This is just FYI for somebody, my little truth about this. Never say, well, this is what you need to do. If you're speaking biblically, always say, this is what the Bible says. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible is the authority. Mm-hmm. It's right. the word of God. Right. It is his word to us. And so whenever I'm sharing my faith or whatever, I make sure I say, the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Not see if Hank can talk you into it. There, there, there are plenty of people smarter than Hank right. out there. Right. Somebody else smarter come along and talk you out of it. What the Bible says, nobody can out talk you out of right. the Bible because right. it's God's word. Right. So he says, but I say to you, love your enemies. What? Can you come again? Right. Love your enemies. And when you talk to people about this, even today, and I and whenever people say I hear people say it and, and a lot of times in public people I will I will actually speak up and they'll say, I just cannot love that person. Well, you're right. Right. But you're wrong. Right. You're right, you can't. Mm-hmm. But you're wrong because God through you can. Right. Mm-hmm. Now the word love there is agapeo, which is um a love we know that agape is unconditional. But this is more of a, a sense of love in a moral or social sense where you just love them. Mm-hmm. It's like if I look at you, Mona, and I say, hey, girl, you know I love you, right? It doesn't mean I'm loving you like a husband. Why right. relationship? I love you in Jesus. Right. And, and I love you as a friend. I'll say I love you today, and, mm-hmm. and I love you, brother. And that doesn't mean, definitely doesn't mean that I love him. <laughs> in a, in I that appreciate that clarification. Oh. <laughs> but what it means is that I love that, that dude as a brother in Christ. So the question is, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. How do we have this? And listen, there are people out there that I don't jihad with, <laughs> but I still love them yep. in Jesus. Well, the question is, before us, how do we do it? Well, we do it through the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Mm. Oh. How we, else? <laughs> well, because one of the fruit of the Spirit begins with love. Oh, love that. And so that's... Love is not a... Co- it's not, the fruit of the Spirit is not coconut. <laughs> I've not. heard that so many times in the last few weeks <laughs> that like... <laughs> I find myself singing it in the car. Yeah. It's <laughs> we've stumped her. No, we, I know exactly her. what you mean. What you're talking about. It just cracks me up that we've said it so many times this weekend. I don't know. Oh, I see. It's a real podcast now. She's going to Hebrews. No, I wasn't really. <laughs> we can finally publish this thing. Yeah. <laughs> where, you, where were you headed to? 
Galatians 5 with the fruit of the Spirit, but I don't really need to, but that's just kind of what... Love, joy, peace, patience, kind of goodness. Gentleness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Gentleness, self-control. Very good. Dude, I got them right. Yeah, I think think so, I think. But it's not a coconut. Not a coconut. It's that. (laughs) And by the way, as I said yesterday, love is first because you can't have the others if you don't have love. Right. And by the way, and here's another reason. Um, as I was writing this, and this is just one of those, um, I heard a preacher a long time ago when I first was, I came out of the far country back to Jesus, and seriously, one of the first 10 sermons I heard is out there, God preached on Romans chapter 5, and he was talking about loving the unlovable. Hmm. And Romans chapter 5 says in verse 5, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, I must say, I love the King James. It says, the love of God has been shed abroad in yeah. our heart. I almost forgot what it I, said. The yeah. love of God has been shed abroad. It's this picture of it has been painted all over your heart. So to say that you can't love your enemy is to say that God has not poured out his love into your heart. And if you're saying God has not poured out his love into your heart, then what you're saying is you're not really saved because the moment you get saved, the love of God is right, which your is heart. all it is all over First John, your favorite book. All over it. <laughs> all over it. Yeah, if you say you love God but hate your brother, whom you've seen, right? You can't. Then you're love, a liar, right? Because you can't. Then you can't love but God. But right here, what it's getting at too in Romans chapter five, and I do love this. Is he's saying it's been shed abroad in your heart, and it's really the picture of the Holy Spirit that you yes, talked about. Right, absolutely. It's that Holy Spirit that's there that's that's bringing out the love in you. Right. So you can find something. I didn't say you had to like them. Right. I didn't say you had to take them out to lunch, mm-hmm. but you got to love them. Right. Or else you're in disobedience. Right. Absolutely. We live, oh, now I could, uh, we live so much of our life in disobedience, we forget what obedience really right. feels like. Absolutely. Oh, my lantern. What yeah. a statement by yep. the Holy Spirit. That's yep. true. Mm-hmm. Did, I mean, do you agree? Yes. I know absolutely. you're sitting there going, uh-huh. No, I do. do. You agree? Be, yes. I, I. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to say more. I mean, you're absolutely right because we, because we do, we get so caught up in our living the life the way that we think that we, or the way that we want to live, that then we don't even think about what what it is that God wants us to do, and it needs to be a conscience conscientious effort on our part, a, a knowing that we are walking the way that God wants us to walk. I would change one word in that. Yeah, go ahead. Not effort, submission. Yes, absolutely. But, okay. Uh, you know, I, I understand. And I know what it you're takes saying. an effort. Yes, it does. But, it but really I takes agree. Submission. I mean, yes, I agree with you. But, but to be submitted, it takes an effort. Yes. So we're saying the same so thing. I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. Thank you. Um, we, we didn't get past the first two verses. No, I, I knew up. we win it. <laughs> our, our time is up. Here. We were all enemies of the cross. Yep. By the way, if you don't know, that's from the Bible. Right. And God still loved us. And you could go right, go just three more verses past there in Romans chapter 5. While we were still yet sinners. Christ died for us. Christ died for us. Yep. And if I were to go back and get and start where I should have, God demonstrated his love toward us in that while While we were still yet sinners. Right. Christ died for us. Right. See, you were enemies of the cross. You out there that's listening were an enemy of the cross. Right. Yet God loved you enough to die for you. So you're going to tell me that you cannot love that person. It just grates on your nerves. Mm-hmm. Just because you're 
lifestyle and your, what's the word I'm looking for? Your um, wants are not theirs. Figure it out. Right. Sub- Here's, I, I'm going to close. So get ready with closing thoughts. Figure it out. Submit your life to the Lord. Yep. Seriously, just open up and say, God, here am I. Use me. Yep. Submit yourself to the Lord and you can do what Jesus said. It's when, when we are selfish, we're living out verse 43. Mm. Yep. When we are seeking the Savior, we're living out verse 44. Right. Which one are you living? Right. Are you a 43 kind of guy or 44? <laughs> Which one? Right. So, closing thought. I, I guess I'll go. All right. So, so mine goes along with yours. It's just that, you know, it, for most believers, if we said you hate God's creation, they would say, no, 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 I don't. Well, I would never do that. Your hatred for that person or, or, or your disdain for that person is not so powerful that it could ever put it in in God's love for that person that he had when he created them and when he sent Jesus to die for them. So. You know, you are hating God's creation. You are in disobedience when you hate the end. That's all I got. Don't you love it when Dan goes to <laughs> preacher Dan's voice? I know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And so I would just, we, you know, we didn't get to the verses, but, you know, if you love those who love you, you know, or you greet only your brothers, uh, you know, you're just like all of those others around the task collectors, the Gentiles, which essentially is saying um, non-believers. And so if we are believers, then our lives need to be different from the world around us. And how can best can our lives be different is by loving our enemies, because that certainly doesn't happen with the world around us and the world around us, you know, barely loves those who love them. Right. (laughs) And so when we are exhibiting that love for our enemies, then we are showing the difference between believers and non-believers and and the difference between people who are submitted to God, as you have talked about, and those who are not and those who are living for themselves. And I know I've talked about that a lot here lately, but it's because I firmly believe it. Um, And by the way, we're going somewhere different next week, just based on what you just said. Um, (laughs) We will, um, Next week, so because I, I want to finish this, um, we're going to be in First Peter next week. Okay. Um, I want to talk about that aspect of being different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we're called to be a peculiar people. Yes. Yeah. So let's deal with that next week. Let's, okay. Let's take a little bit of break from Sermon on the Mount. Okay. And um, deal with um, with with that thought. Okay. What, go with that. Sounds good. DJ producer Dan, producer DJ Dan. I just show up and hit the red button. <laughs> Run in the mix, man, over there. So, hey, thank you guys. Be reading. Hey, we'll be in First Peter chapter two next week. Um, we're gonna be talking about a, a peculiar people and what it means to be. Write all this down, Mono. Um, what it means <laughs> because to be on different. Sunday when he says, "What are we talking about?" I'm like, "Well, you you announced on the podcast what it would be." Hey, want to give a shout out to our website. Mm-hmm. Um, www.mosaicofmarion I don't do that enough um, dot com dot com <laughs> if you have questions about what we're talking about about self or anything shoot them out Mona will get them she'll answer them be great theological discussion with you please do that mm-hmm. I'm paying her to, to <laughs> monitor that and, what, and really that. yeah checks in the mail checks in the mail <laughs> I think if it got you lost. like a, a um, do we have a picture of one of our mugs on our website no but we can let's get a picture of there yeah um I ask a lot. I don't do none of this stuff, and I just no, throw we it out that. there. It's easy. And if you'd like to have one, um, 18 bucks, 
to get it off um the website. Um so hey, just buy a mug. We yeah. we just got in a new shipment. Love for you to have it. Um so hey, it's been great again today, yeah. It has been it's good. been the it's the fastest thirty minutes of our day. <laughs> absolutely. Seriously. So thank you, Mona. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Dan. Yep. I'll say that enough to you guys. Thank you guys mm. so much. Um let's pray and then I'll close out. Father, we love you. Help us to be different from the world so that the world will want to know what is so different about us and it will give us the opportunity to share the gospel. God, we just love you and we praise you for all you do. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All right, see you guys out there in podcast land.